The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org thrive. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real life angel encounters. Welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. First up, we have Joseph, a return caller from Kansas City, Missouri. Now, you may remember Joseph's story from Encounters 4. Well, today, Joseph is calling in to tell about being struck by lightning as a kid. So it was about um, between my third and fourth grade year, about eight years old, and it was thunderstorming outside. And I really wanted to go see my friend Tony, who lived across the street in two houses down. And my mom was saying to me, don't go outside, it's dangerous. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. Uh, I'll be fine. I'm only going across the street and two houses down. So we went kind of back and forth um, until finally she's like, okay, just be safe. And I'm like, woohoo! And then so excitedly I went out and skipped in the rain and, you know, skipping and playing in the rain. And then I got in front of my friend's Tony's house and I heard a voice that said, you need to stop now. And I'm like, okay. And then I saw a flash of white light. And then I don't know how much time has passed. I think I probably died at some point, but I you woke think up. You probably died at some point. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I was dead for maybe like a couple of minutes or something. <laughs> There's like some lapse of judgment that I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. It's just what, what happened between this time. Cause it was about 30 minutes that had passed and it doesn't take 30 minutes for me to walk two houses down and across the street. Wow. But yeah, wow. I walked, I woke up uh, across the street and I felt fine. I looked fine. I was like, okay. And then when I looked over at the bush I was standing next to, it was on fire. And it started to talk to me. And it was like, Joseph, you're going to do great things in life. And my eight-year-old self was like, why is the burning bush from Moses talking to me? And this is too weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like, like kind of like took the long way around, um, going up the driveway and I'm like, Tony, can you let me in? The bush is talking to me and I'm just really freaked out at the moment. <laughs> and I tried opening the door, but I kept getting shocked 
And I was like, ow, ow. Uh, I'm like, Tony, you're going to have to open the door for me. I keep electrocuting myself. Oh, my gosh. Besides that and having a shocking experience, did you feel differently physically or anything? Oh, I felt more energized. (laughs) I like to call it my magic activation. Right. That is really extraordinary that first the voice said, stop right there, because you could have been permanently killed if you had not been stopped by that voice. And then the the voice tells you later that um, there's a greater purpose to your life. Oh, my gosh. Have you had anything like that since then? Um, well, when I was writing my book, I found out that it was Archangel Azrael who told me to stop. And she was like, we wanted you to stop so you didn't get damaged by the lightning. And I'm pretty sure I was carried over the street because I would have had like broken bones or something if I flew 15 feet across the street. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, people can survive lightning strikes. I've known somebody who's been hit by lightning three times. It can happen. I know, right? (laughs) Um, That is a determined soul to stay on this planet after being struck by lightning three times. People can live through, uh, even though they're hit by lightning, um, but it sounds like this could have been really bad. Had you been, maybe, maybe you were just like right next to it and you got the aftershock or something like that. I don't know how that works, but that's extraordinary. And then the bush that was burning, why do you think it was burning? Well, well, it was tiny. I think it took the damage for me because I was standing right next to the bush. You would think the lightning would hit the thing taller, like the trees around us or me, but. Or you. It. And I think it got directed towards the bush so I wouldn't take the damage of the lightning. Because it was charred when it stopped burning. It was like just a piece of char. Wow. <laughs> you know, when we hear the, the story of Moses and the burning bush, and, uh, you know, you were just a kid. You probably just heard uh, the burning bush story, didn't really have any context for it, but... Um, yeah, we hear about these things. Can you imagine if they happened? Well, it, of course it did happen to you now. And you were like, why is this burning bush from Moses talking to me? I think if we, you know, if we were talking about that kind of thing now, we everybody think we were crazy. Yeah. I didn't tell my mom. She wouldn't have let me outside ever again. <laughs> no, especially when she told you, don't go outside. It's dangerous. Should have listened to her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then you wouldn't have had this really cool experience. But I did tell her when I was 25 and she's like, wait, what? You were struck by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) I think the statute of limitations had (laughs) on punishment had probably passed by then. Oh yeah. uh, You've not had any repercussions of this. Oh, um, in high school, my friend kept poking me and I kept shocking him. And I just kind of joked that, oh, it's just my superpowers when I got struck by lightning. (laughs) How long did it take 
you to not have this shocking effect that night? Oh, I think it, it took me a couple of hours at that point in time. Because when I got in, I kept shocking my friend, Tony. And he's like, ow, stop doing that. I'm like, I can't help it. I've been struck by lightning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kind of surprised Tony's mom didn't call an ambulance or something or call your mom. I don't know. I guess they were shielded, but they didn't see it. Oh, my gosh. Well, what an amazing story. And the communication that came before and afterward, such a transformative experience. Um, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for letting me tell my story. <laughs> and next, you have the interesting story of being woken up by a giant hand. Can you tell us what happened? Yes, I can. Um, so, you know, since a small child, I've been seeing dead people. And I was kind of used to, like, dead people lining up at my bed, asking me questions, trying to solve their problem. And I was like, okay, I'll just kind of go float away. But when I woke up in the middle of the night, I saw this giant white hand, and it grabbed me. And I couldn't move, and I felt paralyzed. And it reminded me a lot of the giant hand from the dungeons in Legend of Zelda, where it grabs you and then takes you back to the entrance. So I was like, oh no, I'm going to be taken somewhere. And I'm trying to like wiggle my way out of this giant white hand. And I'm like, because it was like a giant ghost hand. It was like I've something I'm not used to. I mean, I'm used to seeing dead people, but like a giant white hand, like grabbing you is terrifying for a child. Oh, and, you know, I wiggled and wiggled and wiggled. And finally, I was able to wiggle free. And I ran to my parents' room. And then when I entered my parents' room, I had a sense of calm washed over me. And then I have a picture of Jesus, like hanging above their bed and on either side, of the pictures, I saw two angels in like physical form. Like I saw the full kind of humanoid light. They were about, I think they were about four feet tall in that form. And then all of a sudden I heard in my head, you're fine, go back to bed. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then I just turned around and I walked back to my bedroom and I went back to sleep. That is so exciting. Okay, so first of all, this hand, did it? Did you feel weight with it? Uh, did it feel like a, a, like a physical type of hand? It, no, I felt, I felt pressure on my chest. Um, but I think what it feels to me now is that I astral projected a lot as a child. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost felt like the hand of spirit just trying to keep me and my body from wandering, to, you know, out of not, to, you know, to not allow me to wander in danger because I was very, I was a very active astral projector yeah. as a child. Wow. Well, that's very interesting that this astral hand would come and keep you in your physical bed and keep you from 
astral projecting. Now, and when you went to your parents' room and saw these two angels, you described them as being about four feet tall. Mm-hmm. I typically think of them as, as human size, but um, I don't know. Why do you think they were four, about four feet tall? I think, um, I think as a child, being them around my size just added a comfort. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Did you, could you make out any, um, attributes, any descriptions? Um, I would say one of, um, I, to me, they feel like Archangel Jophiel and Archangel Haniel. Mm-hmm. Cause Archangel Haniel has like the long, you know, like the long kind of like a blonde headed girl. And then we had the kind of the more firm face or net head that is Jophiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so two very feminine energies coming and just telling you that everything is okay. And you could go back to bed. It's wonderful. That's interesting. So interesting. Um, So what are your thoughts about that besides, you know, being prevented from astral projecting? Um, I would say that it... I think helped me to focus my energy mm-hmm. and helped me to not be so like scattered brain and being comfortable in. Cause I think this incident happened like shortly after, shortly after um, being struck by lightning. Oh my God. It was around the same time. Around the same time. Oh, that's mar. That's remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. Um, and I know, you know, of course, we know each other uh, socially. Um, that I know that you're a very gifted medium, a very gifted psychic, working in fairs and such around town. Um, and certainly, you've got you've got a gift. I have to say, okay. Joseph, you've got a gift, my friend. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you very much for having me. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Joseph, I would love for you to share the story of what happened after your grandfather passed. Now, might I add, I know you personally, socially, professionally. You are a medium here in town and also an angel communicator in your own right. And uh, you've been doing this for quite a while. So please tell us the story. And so this was shortly after my grandfather had died. Um, and back in 2002, you know, that big ice storm that hit. I remember. And, and my uh, grandma uh, was asking me to help her get some uh, things prepared for the wake. And so she wanted me to get a photo album. So it was my brother and I were over at my grandma's. And she asked me to go get some photo albums downstairs. So... I was like, okay, grandma. And so when I got to the bottom of the stairs, I heard my grandpa's voice. He said, I'm okay. And everything's fine. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, and he's like, tell your grandma that I'm like, okay. Cause I'm just like, whatever. I'm used to hearing voices. And so I went in and got the photo album and then I came back up and I said to my grandma, grandma, the strangest thing happened to me. 
And she's like, what happened? I'm like, well, when I was at the bottom of the stairs, I heard grandpa's voice. He said, he's okay and everything's fine. And her jaw dropped. And she said, Jordan said the exact same thing. So while I was downstairs at one end of the house, my brother was upstairs at the other end in the back bathroom. So there's no way we could have coordinate or anything like that. So Jordan, you're your brother. Yeah, he's my younger brother. Yeah. Uh, he also sees things and talks to spirits and ghosts. Though my parents think he's just hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't think that of you? They, they, my dad's like, you have a wild imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but back, back to the story. So my grandma went to go check up on my brother Mm-hmm. And she heard him talking. And she said, Jordan, who are you talking to? And he said, Grandpa. And she's like, honey, Grandpa's dead. He's not here. And my brother said, no, he said, he's, like, he's here. He said, he's okay and everything's fine. Wow. That's remarkable that you both got the same message from your grandfather on the same day, about the same time. Mm-hmm. That is truly remarkable. So is your grandma a believer now? Oh, yeah, my grandma's a believer. Oh, good. Good to hear that. Yeah, you know, that's that's the number one thing that, well, first of all, that people want to know about their loved ones when they've passed. I just want to know that he's okay. I just want to know that he's fine. But it's also the number one thing that our loved ones want to tell us. Like, I just want to come in and say, I don't, like, I don't want anything. I just want to tell you I'm okay. And uh, that's, that's our biggest concern that we usually have on either side of the veil. Well, Joseph, what a great story. I just absolutely love that. And that you now know that love never dies mm-hmm. and that your loved ones are, are fine and with you. Yeah. Have you spoken to him or heard from him since? Oh, yeah. I talk to him on a daily basis. Yeah. And our last caller in this episode is Crystal, who you may remember from Encounters 2. And now I am joined by Crystal uh, back on the show to talk about an experience with her late husband, an angel on the other side. Crystal, what happened? Uh, So eight years ago, I lost my husband to leukemia. Um, I vowed that I would never date again, never get married again. Uh, so, but I had dreams about him. Well, a year later I met who was soon to be my, my best friend. And, um, I had a dream about my best friend and us getting together and my husband telling me it was, it was okay. And it kind of freaked me out. Well, um, fast forward to like about a month or so later and, uh, my my friend who I was interested in decided he was going to ghost me. And so uh, while that was happening at my job that I had, one of our new coworkers saw a man uh, pacing in front of the front desk and he had this worried look on his face. And so she went to say, excuse me, sir, how can I help you? And then she realized that he wasn't a real person, that he was a ghost. So the next day, she's talking to our other coworkers, and she's describing what he looks like. 
And they're like, does he look like this man? And they showed him a picture, or they showed her a picture of my late husband. And she's like, that's exactly who that was. And so she told me when I came in for my shift, she goes like, I just want you to know that I saw your late husband and he was very worried about you. What happened last night? And so I kind of like, I didn't go into too much detail because it was all fresh and new for me. And she was like, he was worried about you. Oh, wow. Now, yes. um, and when we were talking a bit about your, your experience, he said you had a very specific dream from your husband that oh, he had a message for you. Yes. So uh, right after he passed away, I actually had a few messages from him. Like the, the day after we buried him, uh, the day after we had his uh, mass, because we cremated him, my brother and I were driving through Douglas to Bisbee because at the time I was living there. And there's a hill, a hill. And it looked like a silhouette of a man. And I asked my brother, I said, do you see that? And he's like, yes. So the, the clouds or the sun made it look like there's a silhouette of a man up against the hill. I was like, okay, well, maybe that's Chuck giving us a message. So later that night, I had a, uh, later that month or so, I had a dream about him. And he was on the phone with me. And he says, look, I got to go. I'm with my mom. And we have to do whatever. And so I was like, okay. And then he, he actually came to me into another dream where he wrote like this really nice like nice flowing like nice like letter about how like our love defines everything and how it's in space and time or I don't know something like that but what I found was so funny was my late husband has such horrible handwriting that I'm like where did you learn how to write like such flowing like letters like that's not your handwriting but I knew it was from him so those are the three dreams that he's that he has come to me with that were pro- uh, that were positive. Oh, those are beautiful. I truly believe our loved ones do stay connected with us. Love never dies, and they want us to know how they're doing, and they want to get us messages. The com- the communication can continue, in other words, and the conversation yeah. can continue. Mm-hmm. And do you ever talk to him? Can try to contact him. Um, I. <laughs> I've played with a Ouija board before when I was like younger, but since I'm with a with my boyfriend who is a devout Catholic and doesn't believe in Ouija boards, I don't bring in that into the house. And with my luck, I'd open probably some portal and some demon will walk through or something like that. With the way 2020 is, who knows? So, um, but uh, I I have him actually cremated, and he's actually in the closet. Right now, so every once in a while, I'll talk to him. Um, if a music, if music comes on that reminds me of him, I'll talk to him. Um, but I really haven't done it a whole lot. Actually, uh, I have tattoos of that are dedicated to him, yeah. and one of my tattoos I designed myself. And it's actually made out of his ashes. Really? Yeah. So my tattoo work? artist told me that, like, hey, we can do this do you want to do this? And I was all like, uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, did you just meet, did you just meet me? Like kind of like deal. But, um, yeah. So I have him like, I used to have like a whole like little like shrine for him kind of like thing when he, when we first, uh, when he first passed, but since I'm with my boyfriend now, I try not to like do that. 
because I don't want to make him too uncomfortable. But he he he's been pretty cool about it. So, and we've been together for six years now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an amazing, amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, and just further proof that our loved ones are with us and love never dies. A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.